Hi guys, you're listening to the Popcorn Media Podcast, What's Popping? And I'm your host, Patricia Morris. On today's show, we have Popcorn Account Manager Erin talking about all things Erin. Thanks for joining us today. Let's jump straight in. I'm joined today by Popcorn Account Manager Erin. Um, and I'll let Erin introduce herself. Hey Erin, how are you today? Hi Trish, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Um, wow. This is really cool. My name is Erin, and I'm an account manager here at Popcorn. Um, I've been with Popcorn for almost two years now, and it's been such a ride. It's been so fun, and it's been such a pleasure working with you, Trish. Oh, thanks, girl. <laughs> so have you always lived in Vancouver then, or have you like come from another area in Canada, or are you a local local gal? I'm a local gal. I've been, I was born and raised here in Vancouver. I would say pretty much my entire family is actually from Vancouver too. So it's really nice to be here as well as being surrounded by a lot of my family and friends, which is definitely very different from you. I know that yeah. you came last year. 2018. So I've been here for like a year and a half. I know yeah. it's like, it's actually gone really quickly. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know and like can't tell from my accent, I'm from London, England, UK. Um, yeah, but Back to Erin, as we're talking about Erin on this <laughs> podcast and you're meeting her. Uh, so you obviously grew up in Vancouver and I know that you went to uh, UBC. Uh, would you be able to tell us a bit more about like what you studied at UBC and like what other programs you did and like what you did for fun at university? Yeah, so I went into the Bachelor of Arts and I ended up getting my major in sociology. And when I was at UBC, I absolutely had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I was just happy that I was admitted. Um, And I was like, you know, I'm just going to kind of take it from there. But the more that I learned, um, I was kind of bouncing around at different types of courses. And I found sociology being very, very interesting because it's basically the study of human interaction. And kind of taking from there, I also joined a really large club at UBC and I started doing the social media and the photography and kind of the marketing for the organization. And that's kind of opened my eyes to marketing and business. So after I graduated back in 2016, so it's been a little while now. Yeah, um, a few years now. <laughs> I, I then enrolled in the digital marketing program at Red Academy, which is kind of like a three-month boot camp. And that really provided me with a foundational understanding of different aspects of marketing. And yeah. um, from there, I kind of just took up different freelance jobs and really um, dove into different aspects of marketing and kind of led me to where I am today. Oh, so it's kind of like a mixture of your education and then you did like kind of work experience, but like on the job and like, that's how you realized you wanted to work in digital marketing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that even when I was back in university, I really didn't know what digital marketing was as opposed to regular marketing, like traditional marketing. And I think that was because back when I was in university, that's kind of when the digital realm kind of exploded where everything kind of took and shifted from traditional marketing where people really emphasize on like print and news boards and translated that into the online world of paid ads and influencer marketing. So Erin, what was your first ever Instagram account like? Or what were you like on social media when it was like first a thing? Because I was so embarrassing. (laughs) Like my personal Instagram account? Yeah, like what what kind of stuff did you post? I posted a lot like food, my dog, 
like selfies and like my friends it was and it was so bad because I used the filters that were directly on the Instagram app and like orders what was your what was your preference mine was like Amaro I think I think like (laughs) very like washed out like (laughs) I don't don't even know what the name is but I, I really like kind of like the dark very contrasted saturation (laughs) filter (laughs) which is very different than like what I what I like now but I feel like I don't know it's so funny looking back at at all those (laughs) yeah it's like it's a very it's a journey isn't it like you have to go through it to kind of yeah get to where you are absolutely um so you've been at popcorn now for what like over a year and a half now a year and a half mm-hmm. yeah over um, a year and a half so like would you be able to explain your role in a bit more depth so as an account manager like what's the kind of average day in the life of your role or like what do you do like every day what do you do often <laughs> well as an account manager every day is not the same it's constantly changing um but I would say that when I start my day, I would check my email and kind of get caught up with everything that has either changed from the night before or just to reply um, and get on board with everything that's happening. Um, because everyone is working in quarantine right now, we check in as a team on Slack um, and provide an update with what's happening um, and what's and what we're working on that day. Um, and then from there, I would say my day kind of changes from checking our clients' social media accounts and making sure that um, everything is kind of answered. There's no crazy accidents or like anything. I wouldn't say accidents. That's the wrong word. Anything. Um, tire fires. Yeah. Fire tire. <laughs> tire fires. I don't, fire tires, tire fires. Not even sure. So we, we say tire fires when <laughs> like we do a tire fire check on the weekend and a tire fire is essentially like a big, flaming inferno issue that's happened whilst you've been away from an account for a little while so we do a tire fire check to make sure nothing's on fire uh and then we like carry on with our lives (laughs) yeah which does which definitely does not happen very often thankfully um yeah imagine (laughs) but I would say my day-to-day definitely differs depending on the time of the month so usually in the beginning of the month that's kind of when I touch base with our clients to make sure that everything is good to go for the month ahead that's when we have our meetings um in the middle of the month that's kind of when we are actually working on the content for like say the next month or doing the reporting from the month before um and then I would say the middle like the third week of the month is a little bit more quiet and then towards the end of the month that's kind of when everything ramps up again so the day-to-day definitely differs and changes um (laughs) day-to-day but when it comes to what my tasks are looking at um the monthly point of view my workload is pretty consistent Awesome. Um, would you say there's something that you do in your role that you totally had not expected to be doing? Like something you were super surprised about, like you you started and you were just like given this task and you're like, whoa. I think like it was maybe towards the end of last year, 2019, um, I was given a project to build a Shopify website. And I was I was very surprised at first because I was like, whoa, like, I don't know if I'm probably the right person to do this, but luckily um, part of my freelance work that I do on the side 
um, I had to build a Shopify website. So that was kind of a good testing ground to make sure that I really uh-huh. understand how to build a website and how, how all the plugins work and whatnot. So when I approached this project, I was actually pretty excited about it. Um, and the end result, the, the website looks beautiful and it works really, really well. But I think that's definitely a project that I was not expecting to do as a project manager, but obviously yeah. very happy to do. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I've seen it. It does look amazing. It does look amazing. Like you got there. Thank you. Um, so that was like one of your most maybe challenging or surprising projects you've had. Mm-hmm. Um, what's been your like favorite project so far? This is kind of a difficult one because we get to do quite a lot of fun stuff, I think. Yeah. But like try try and decide. I think there are so many different ones that kind of stand out to me. I think for me, I really love working on projects from start to finish. And that's kind of the thing that whenever I go into like interviews, like job interviews, they're always like, what's something that you want to do during in your role here? And I'm always like, I love working on projects from start to finish. And one of the things that I was able to do last year was plan an event for the South Granville area where that involves a lot of like project management and planning out the event literally from start to finish, um, coordinating with um, different businesses in the area and meeting them face to face. So I literally Mm. did a walk around the neighborhood, introduced myself, sent out um, kind of like my pitch to them for them to be involved in this event. Um, I looked up different influencers and invited different media and influencers to attend the event. And honestly, it was such a fun event. The client was so pleased and really, really happy with the result. But I think that's one that really stands out to me because I really had control in every single aspect of that event and that project. Um, and it all came together really well. Awesome. So do you reckon like events would be something you'd be interested in going into in the future or like you want to do more event organizing or was it just like an interesting like one-off project that you just enjoyed? I think it was just a one-off project that I really enjoyed. I think it was nice because it allowed me to um, explore our local community and get out, get outdoors. I think it was like also in the summer. So the weather was really nice. Um, But I think it's nice because it, it's an, it was a good mix between sitting at my desk and really like sending out the emails and planning everything to executing and being out and meeting people um, face to face and just like kind of building that online and offline connection. Yeah, that makes sense. You're so good at that as well. (laughs) Thank you. You are, you are. Uh, So what are you currently working on? Like, obviously, it's kind of a difficult time. Like, COVID-19 has like changed all of our working habits and patterns, like where we're working, what we do on the day to day. But like, what are your current projects that you're doing at the moment? Mm -hmm. Currently, I'm working on some paid ads. So one of I think we're kind of in like the sixth month mark of for one of our clients, um, a paid strategy. And that has been really, really fun working with them. Um, I think last last month, the return on ad spend was like over 750%. So it was really nice, nice how much return resulted from the strategy that I put together and the, and, and the um, execution of the ads. So that's one of the main things that I'm doing month to month, as well as one of our clients. I don't know if we can um, reveal the client. Can we? Um, we don't have to name names, but we can like give descriptions. Okay. 
So one of our clients, they are a German brand and they are launching in Canada, which is really, really exciting. Um, so just kind of working and doing the beginning steps of their launch is really exciting. Um, I, this is a project that I'm working with you very closely, which is super fun. Um, and just learning more about the business, um, the history, kind of like what the clients likes and dislikes is kind of a fun thing to kind of maneuver as well as, um, as a business popcorn, we just launched a new product page. So we, I think we launched around 10 to 50 new, new services to help small businesses. I am kind of putting together kind of like a, not, I don't know how we should call it like a cheat sheet or like a top tips kind of um, document for social media. Mm. So social media is kind of like my my thing. I love social media. And I think that because during, during these uncertain times, a lot of businesses have to pivot and change their, change their strategy up. Um, and I hope that this document we can give to small businesses to really help them out. Um, and even if they maybe can't afford working with a person in marketing, they can use this resource um, to help build their social presence and um, bring bring sales online. Yeah, I think it's like super important to have a very simplified document at times where there's like a lot of confusion going on because like there's just so many resources online and sometimes it can be kind of overwhelming. Like, yeah, where do you even start? So I think like just having like a checklist or some pointers or like a simplified doc um, can like really help. And like, I think just to kind of go on top of what you're saying, Erin, also we're offering like um, free virtual workshops with local businesses um, like once a week. So we're kind of doing a little, not, it's not like a contest. It's kind of a, it's not a raffle. What would you call it, Erin? Like Basically, we're going to put like the the names and contact details of business owners into um, a randomizer and we're going to choose one randomly every week. Mm-hmm. And every week we're going to have a 90 minute virtual workshop with our team um, and the business owner for them. And it gives them the opportunity to basically like discuss issues that they're having right now in their business, like ask us for marketing tips, ask us for help. And we're kind of offering this um, as a free of charge initiative uh, just to kind of help out local people who, again, aren't able to afford to spend money on marketing help right now because we understand like how difficult it is um and how uncertain a time it is Mm -hmm. yeah I'm really excited for for that new little project to kick off I think it's going to be a great opportunity for us to like meet new small business owners um but also for us to kind of work with different types of businesses and kind of pivot and help yeah them as much as we can yeah and we're like a super communicative team as well like we all get so excited and like like having interaction with people is like something that we all really enjoy um so I'm looking forward to like having the chance to do that with like a fresh person like having a new person yeah um to chat with so that should be exciting so you previously mentioned uh your freelance work Mm -hmm. and like your like the other the other things you do on the side outside of popcorn and I just wanted to like go into that a bit more could you kind of like explain in greater detail for our listeners what you do outside of popcorn um and like what your freelance work includes and obviously you have like a large following on Instagram um a bit more about what your um life as an influencer is like also yeah so my side hustles Trish 
Yeah, yeah, side hustles. (laughs) Um, Yeah, of course. So I'll start with my freelance work. Um, Basically, when I was looking for a job, um, my approach to landing my first big girl job out of university was... um, (laughs) I love that. I love that for you. (laughs) um, Was approaching small businesses and working for them for free. And I did that because... I did not feel confident um, applying for a regular job and landing it and just like, just kind of like landing the job and then just starting working in a new workplace. Cause I feel like my, my skills were just not there yet. So my approach was I approached a couple of small businesses looking um, surrounding my passion. So back then my passion was like healthy eating, holistic wellness, um, veganism, health, etc. kind of in that like healthy space. And I just approached different businesses and that's kind of where my freelance work kind of kicked off. Some of them, some of that work was unpaid, but some of them, some of that work was paid. And to this day, um, I'm still working with one of the businesses and I'm doing their marketing. So that's the business that I built their new Shopify website. I do the photography, I do content creation, content calendars, influencer marketing, um, paid ads. So that, that opportunity really opened up by me just approaching them in a very organic manner and just saying like, I love your business so much. I'm going to school right now, um, in marketing. I would love to take a stab at working with you. Um, and now for four to five years later, I'm still doing the work for them. So Awesome. So you kind of did like a freelancer's internship almost, but like <laughs> you, you kind of like arranged the people you worked with. Um, that That's great. That's like such a, that's a very proactive way of doing it rather than like taking a job that like seems like it might be okay, but mm-hmm. isn't quite right. It's like making a space for yourself, which is like super interesting and a great way of doing it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I felt that that approach was um, the right way for me, just because I know that if I was paired up with like a company that I really had no interest in, then my motivation would probably go down. Um, I feel like because these companies that I was approaching, um, I absolutely loved and I really, really, um, believed in what they were doing. It was a lot easier for me to be like, you know what, it's okay. It's a stepping stone. Like, I, like this could result in something so much bigger, Um, and I'm really fortunate for those opportunities because it allowed me to add those things to my resume. It allowed me to speak to those things, um, as like real life work experience when I really couldn't land my first job and it was really tough for me. So how long, like, did it take you, um, upon like leaving university to like find a role that you wanted to like be at full time? Like, was it quite a long time? Cause I know that in London, it can take like such a long time to find that first role like it's in it's insane like it's funny you say that about um like finding an internship or something in a place where you didn't really want to be like one of my first internships it's crazy like it was in fashion PR yeah and I thought like oh yeah I'll totally be cool doing this and then like I started it and I was just like oh my goodness like this is just this is not me (laughs) in any way like (laughs) it's so different eh like when you when you can definitely see yourself at a workplace but then when you're actually there it's like a 360 and you're like, Oh no, I really don't like this, which is why it's so important to get so much different types of work experience. So you can really identify what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. It's so true on paper. It can look so right. And then you get in there and you're like, Oh my gosh, it's like nine o'clock. Surely the day's (laughs) over. It's like, 
nope, it's 9.30 a.m. I'm here all day now. Like, what have I done to myself? And on top of that, I'm not even going to get paid. That sounds so rough. <laughs> I'm assuming you're talking your experience because my experience was definitely not like that. So, wow. Um, yeah, I have a few stories, but I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll keep those for another time. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, I think my, it was about six months until I finally landed something that I really enjoyed. But I think during that mm. six months, it was, it was really great for me to have these different opportunities to work with people, um, of, of size of groups with all different types of sizes and in different capacity, in different capacities. Like my, one of my freelance work, I, was doing things just solo. Like it was just me. I was the marketing team while another, um, another gig, it was me, like a web developer, project manager and a UX designer. So it was kind of a small, so it was, it allowed me to like join in on group discussions and planning the strategy for the, for the project. Um, so it was great. Sweet. Um, and so moving on to like life with Erin, like, yeah. let's talk about that. That's, that's interesting. I'm, I'm impressed with what you've built there. Like, how did it all begin? Yeah. So life with Erin is a fashion and lifestyle page on Instagram, um, also on YouTube, but life with Erin started back in 2017. And back then I was following a paleo based pescatarian diet which is essentially pescatarian means I only ate seafood but paleo based means that I ate a very um natural whole based diet so that which pretty pretty much consisted of vegetables fruits nuts seeds and meat the meat being um fish pretty much yeah so um after following that kind of lifestyle for a couple months, I felt like it totally changed everything about me. Um, my body looked different. My energy levels increased. My skin cleared up. It was it was like the holy grail of everything that I was looking for. Um, <laughs> and, um, and I just wanted to share that because the people in my network, they really didn't understand what the heck is a paleo-based pescatarian diet? They thought that I was super weird. Um, they literally was like, oh, so you're pretty much like a caveman now. And it was, <laughs> it was kind of shocking because um, now it's so it's so popular to, to be on the keto diet or the paleo-based diet or vegan. And yeah, it's funny how like it's really become way more like mainstream to have yeah. a different dietary requirements like back at like back in the day I remember when I was like at college a girl was vegan and everyone was like that's so weird that's so weird that she's vegan (laughs) it's completely changed now yeah it's it's it was it totally changed and um basically back then I just wanted to combine my passion for food and healthy eating with fashion and that's where life with Erin kind of started so my page originally surrounded food mixed with um photos of me and my clothes <laughs> and talk about <laughs> both aspects. And after about six to eight months of life with Aaron taking off, I ended up not pursuing the paleo based pescatarian diet anymore. And I turned to being plant-based. So knowing, understanding like the health concerns around being plant-based and following a um, paleo based diet, it wasn't very healthy because I would literally just be eating vegetables and anything that's like unprocessed. So I ended up switching to being 
plant-based, but also um, making my page more about fashion and like sustainable fashion. And yeah. that's kind of where it is today. Awesome. And like, what do you think like helped you succeed whilst you were doing this? Like what tools helped you succeed? Whether that's like, like digital tools or just like systems you set up for yourself. Like, how do you think you um, set yourself up best for success? I think when it all started, I remember I was at like 30 followers and I started from scratch because I really didn't want to bombard my current network of people with all this, <laughs> all this like kind of businessy side things. So I started my page from scratch and I was like, what can I do to grow my page? I watched a lot of YouTube videos and read a lot of blog posts on like tips and tricks to grow your page. And one of the things that I've been doing for like literally three years straight is proactive engagement. And by doing that, when I started really, really small, it allowed me to create a very close knit community. Um, on Instagram where I would be constantly commenting and liking um, and engaging with other people's content. And in return, they would do the same. So until like three years later to this day, there are the people from like day one who has been following me and I've been following them and we're constantly still engaging with each other's content. So that's awesome. Yeah, I think proactive engagement definitely like it's kind of annoying. It takes it does take a while, but I think that is kind of the secret sauce that um made my engagement levels the way the amount that it was and um and I still do it to this day. So that that kind of um is your method for um increasing your engagement online mm -hmm. as an individual. How would you kind of like um, suggest a brand would be able to do that for themselves because obviously like you speaking to similar content creators as yourself it's kind of like hey like I really like what you do you like what I do um, you have your engagement that way how would you recommend that brands um, proactively engage on social I would say I would say that brands should be proactively engaging on social they can do it in various different ways whether it is creating that one-on-one -on -one connection with them in, in a private message. I don't know about you, but when I get a direct message from like an actual brand or they see my story or they, they like something, I immediately see it. And I kind of feel like, Ooh, like, like the brand. Is oh, I love it. You know, like it makes, I love it so special. So I, so I feel like brands should definitely do that more because people are definitely seeing when people, when users are liking and engaging with their content. And I think that if a brand is looking at you, then it makes them feel really special, which is one way that um, it just adds that more personalized connection between the brand and the user. Uh, I definitely recommend our clients to engage with people in their target audience, whether that is commenting or um, liking their content or taking the step forward to share, send them a message or react to one of their stories, because that kind of creates that connection and then kind of makes the and gets the conversation going. Um, also kind of understanding like the Instagram algorithm when Instagram sees that someone is taking, when two users are taking their relationship from the home feed to a direct message, then they see that relationship as being more valuable. Therefore, Instagram is going to show that, that their content to each other more often versus if they didn't take that next step in building their mm. relationship or connection. So 
I think that's a great way for brands to do that, um, especially now that it's a lot harder for brands to get that organic reach and there's more of a weight on paid ads. Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, we've kind of come towards the end of uh, all of our things we were going to talk about. Uh, now is the time I was just going to say thanks. Thank you so much for um, taking the time to speak to me again over a call. We do this all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Erin, what's popping? What is going on with me? <laughs> yeah. You still do three yoga videos a day? Oh yeah. So I've done How many of you done today? I've done when I say three yoga day yoga videos a day, I mean three different times a day. I think I've ready yeah. four today. But Wow. But I'm doing them just to like make sure that I'm like staying like flexible and my muscles aren't like cramped, you know? So Yeah. I'm still doing that. Um what else? <laughs> <laughs> um just living the good life (laughs) living the great life at home erin thank you so much for your time today it's been interesting and resourceful and useful as usual thank you for having me this is this has been so fun yeah we should do it more often (laughs) (laughs) sounds good sweet okay i'm gonna stop recording now Hi guys, thanks so much for listening. Please keep an eye out on the Popcorn social media accounts for news about the next episode of What's Popping.